We've got the team together with the opinion and selections. Let's get it started. RSN 927's Racing Panel. Great to welcome in Dean Lester, David Gately and Jamie Rogers to the panel for a big Sunday at Sandown Group 1 Underwood Stakes Day. So welcome Dean Lester to the panel. Good morning, Dean. Yeah, good morning, Warren. Seems like only 24 hours we did this last time. (laughs) And uh, not quite the same atmosphere, I'm sure, at Mornington yesterday. Although it was a terrific day's racing. The club put on a a really good event and very competitive racing and some outstanding performances at Rose Hill. But so looking forward to this day. There's deep fields all day despite the scratchings, Dean. It's a terrific day's racing, isn't it? How do you see it? It certainly is, and to finish up with those four stakes races, Ryan, we get the, the build-up of some promising restricted horses through the early races, but then to go uh, with the four stakes races at the end of the day and the Group 1 uh, in amongst them, uh, yeah, it makes for a really good day of racing, and uh, Sandin Hillside's such a great track. It, it's uh, worthy of Group 1 racing. David Gately was finding winners around the country yesterday. He joins us again this morning on the backup after that 24-hour break that Dino referenced. Good morning, Gator. Yeah, not enough winners, but um, gee, it was uh, some real quality racing. And, and uh, how was the run from from Jack and O? It was, uh, was huge. Just the, the nail we flew through. I thought we were home from the inside, but um, but they were two fantastic individual efforts. And uh, yeah, looking forward to today, obviously. Just talking to Mick Price in the last hour, Gator, and it wouldn't shock me at all if a slot was offered to uh, to the connections of, of Jack and O that Mick Price had, had almost be leaning that way with the gap between runs and the fact that he could just you know tread water, so to speak, keep the horse fresh and back to 1,200 metres. It's I think it's a, a live chance that Jack and O could end up in an Everest. Yeah, well, I think the door's open um, because obviously you've got a couple of the world-class uh, Gallup is still right at the top in Nature Strip. Um, he's you know, obviously going to take a, a power of beating, but outside of him, you know, the Eduardo is just a little question mark still at the elite level at 1200. He's not getting any younger. Classic legends not there. You know, the rest of the field, with respect, they're not world class. So there's the door open. If he has an off day, hello, there's a, there's a window for uh, just a couple of million. Jamie Rogers enjoyed the atmosphere at the MCG yesterday. Probably didn't quite enjoy the result, but welcome back, Jamie, on the backup. Yeah, morning, boys, and good morning to all the listeners. Look, I am here despite the Swans going down by 81 points. No one wants to see their team get absolutely smashed, especially in a grand final. But look, Geelong capped off a dominant season. They are on that 15-match winning streak, and they just never look threatened. But the Swans, we will come back. They're $6.50 to take out next year's premiership, so we can just hold on. Let's turn our attention to something more positive, trying to find a winner at Sandown today. What's been the best back runners across the card, Jamie? Well, Warren, it's actually race eight, number six, Age of Chivalry. Now, opened up at $17, went out as high as 23 and then punters just launched in, now down to $15. And we're actually holding as much on it as we are on the two favourites in that race, a military expert and pinstripe. So it's easily our worst result at Sandown. And in the group one today in the Underwood, punters are torn between Zaki and I'm Thunderstruck. Currently, those two runners are holding two-thirds of our overall book. So a big day ahead. Free admission at Sandown today. The first is at 1 o'clock on a beautiful afternoon. If you've got any chance of getting out there to see some outstanding horse flesh, I encourage you to head to Sandown this afternoon. Race 1 is over the 1,400 metres. Scratchings are numbers 3, 7, 12, 
15, 19 and 20. How does the market look in the benchmark? 70 over 1,400 to kick us off, Jamie. Well, Warren, a great race to start the day. Number one, Rumbled again, $41. Number two, Vasilia has firmed in from seven fifty into six fifty. Number four, Savonia, nine fifty out to ten. Number five, Cap de Bois is the favourite here. Drifting though, three thirty out to three dollars fifty. Number six, Hardly Sweet at thirty-four dollars. Number eight, Artica is at nine dollars. Number nine, Botany at thirty-one. Number ten, Delicious Tycoon has remained solid at thirteen dollars. Number eleven, Miss Jennifer has firmed up fifteen dollars, then went into twelve, now into eleven. Number 13, Picarones, is 9 into 7, starring role at $51. 16, Indented Head, is 26 out to 34. Number 17, Madrine, 7 out to 850. And number 18, Ava Lady, is at 151. As is the case with a number of races at Aideen, the markets are fairly wide, so we may well have some varying opinions, which is a good thing today. How are you seeing, firstly, the way they might set up in the first? Uh, Warren, I, I thought the uh, the likely setup of the first uh, big field, not clear cut, but I would have thought Madrin, Vasilia, Savonia were the, probably the most three most likely to go forward, and just behind them the likes of Artica, Picaronas, and uh, Starring Roll. And for that reason, I just thought number thirteen Picaronas with the two runs under her belt now, and the blinkers going on, Jamie Carr going on, good chance of turning the tables on a horse like Savonia. Uh, but not with any great conviction. I don't know what happened to Botany last start, and Catherine Coleman uh, mentioned that to you uh, earlier, that uh, it was out of character for her, but uh, maybe drier ground, a better draw, she can bounce back, because all of her previous runs showed a good degree of talent. Five, Cap de Joie, she is obviously a smart mare. She's going to have to be. She's drawn the outside gate. She's got a style where she gets back. Uh, she'll be strong late, but uh, she, she need to have a margin on them to come from well back and, and beat this field. And 17 Madrin, lightly raised, promising, will be up on the speed. But, uh, yeah, an open race to start the day. I'm slightly need to pick her own. It's 13, 9, 5 and 17. 13, 9, 5, 17 from Dino. Gator, how are you seeing the first? Oh, look, with, with some difficulty... But I think uh, Arteca can, can run well. Uh, I thought she jumped out well enough. She'd be a handy one in Heskett uh, on debut. We saw that, that horse run really well yesterday. Actually started $6 in a Group 2 CUNY, but pulled up with some issues. Their harder regularity will certainly slow you up. I, th- I think she's well up to any 70 race. Um, just hope she's there uh, with clear running at the right time. I agree with Dino. Kikaroni's... Um, a sound fresh on very wet ground. Now, they drew in here, stayed on the slower inside lanes for mine and uh, might be able to turn the tables on Savania with a two and a half kilo weight swing and the blinkers going back on. Uh, Savania must uh, have a case if Picaroni's does and not, is, not only is she winning, but she's uh, running above uh, class average time doing it. And Captain Joe was a smart maiden win and jumped sharply in trip six and it ran over them from the tail. Ran a really strong last 600 figure. I think back to 1400 was a little query I had in a really tough race. 8, 13, 4 and 5. 8, 13, 4 and 5 from Gator. 13, 9, 5 and 17 from Dean Lester. I'm with 13 Picarones also with the blinkers going on. Third up, I thought uh, she really tried hard back to the inside last start. Just with that additional fitness, blinkers on. 13 for me, ahead of 4, Savonia through that same form line. There wasn't a lot between them. She certainly... 
found the, the winning habit this preparation, Savonia, and has been backed accordingly, particularly last start. Five captive joie is probably going to settle well off the speed, as Nick Ryan outlined, but maybe three wide with cover strong through the line and eight Arctica. I couldn't really get a handle on her, her jump outs, but she's shown terrific ability in her first couple of starts. If she's right, then she could be in the mix here. Typically, even race for the day, my numbers are 13, 4, 5 and 8. Race two on the cards over the 1,400 metres, a benchmark 78. Scratchings are numbers 4, 11, 19 and 20. What's the market doing here, Jamie? Well, Warren, we'll start with number one, Vidani, who is at 101. Number two, B Hunter, has firmed in from 13 into 10. Number three, Look Closely at $81. Number five, Sheebly, $51 out to 61. Number six, Do You Reckon, is 18 out to 21. Number seven, He's the Real Deal, has also drifted 23 out to 26. Number eight, Grinzinger Ali, has remained solid at 12. Number nine, Night Passage, is 26 out to $34. Number 10, Falls, is 51 into 34. Number 10, Chartra, is $7 into $6.50. Number 13, Pachero, is $5 out to 6. Number 14, Field of Roses, is 8 out to 9. The favourite is number 15 in Sandy Prince, who has seen a little bit of support this morning, $5 into $4.80. Number 16, Glory Bound, $8.50 into $7.50. Number 10, Alhambra Lad, $34. And number 18, Magical Lad. And $18 out to 19 Gator, when you see a horse like, do you reckon, in the field, you, you think there'll be reasonable speed here? How do you think they might shape up? Yeah, he does look a logical leader. I think he's the real deal. The other one, we missed the kick first up, but um, at his best when he's right near the speed. More at 1,600 perhaps, but uh, he's another on-speed runner. Mr. Exclusive posses up. It doesn't look mad speed, um, but a big field can often offset that um, with a few of them pushing forward. Um, as far as the uh, selections, look, I know Pesquero draws out, but I think he should have beaten Military Expert a couple of runs ago. Obviously, that horse won again in good time. It was wide on the speed last time, not given much hope, held on well. Third Cardinal Gem went to Flemington and won. Um, draws out, but Hillside, um, you know, we can we can certainly uh, put it this way, there's worse tracks to be drawn out on. Chartreuse did more than enough fresh, given the pattern of the race and the day. Then strong home at Flemington in a listed race to Scalapini, running fast time. His 11.91 was third quickest of the day, and uh, he won a Vobus Gold third up last prep. That was at the mile, though, so he stays at 1,400. Sandy Prince uh, went to 1,300 here third up and had the run one well. It was a handy race on paper as well. And Field of Roses, just no wins at 1,400. was a little query, so this shuffled her back to fourth, but one of many other hopes. Um, some double figures here, 13, 12, 15, 14. Go to playing the high numbers here, Dino, 13, 12, 15 and 14. How are you seeing the second? Yeah, I've got the same four numbers, different order. I think Field of Roses is going well. The 1400s is as far as he wants, but uh, it was a good effort last start uh, behind the garden. I think that's strong form and uh, just a little drop here in grade and Craig Williams staying with uh, Field of Roses. I'm going... With 14 to beat 15, Sandy Prince. I think all three runs this time in have been progressive. He was probably too fresh at Caulfield. Ran well on very testing ground, second up, one third up. Improving track, no problem for him at all. Uh, 12 Chartres is very close to a win, building up nicely. Both runs have been encouraging. And Pesquero, the blinkers going on, might be the, the key. He's just got to begin a bit cleaner. And 
yeah, as Gator said, the you know, wide draws at this 1,400-metre start have no real concern. He's right in the mix. And obviously the other query runner is another high number in 16, Glory Bound, uh, the first run for the Moody Yard. But I'll put them in 14, 15, 12 and 13. They're Dean Lester's numbers, 14, 15, 12 and 13. David Gately with numbers 13, 12, 15 and 14. I'm with 12, Chartres. I think the runs this preparation have been very good. Each way for me, number 12, Chartres. The query runner, as Dino outlined it in this race for me, is number 16, Glory Bound. Like the strength in a recent jump out at... Packenham uh, looks to be forward enough to run well and drawn to get a nice run. 2B Hunter with some solid speed up front. Second up with the claim for Celine Gordray. I'd expect to see B Hunter doing some storming late, putting a, a higher number or a low number into the uh, into the selections. And 13, Pasiro. He gets the blinkers on. He's just had a, a bit of a forgetful preparation. I just hope the, for connections the window hasn't closed on this preparation. But if he's still holding together with the application of blinkers and a smooth run in the race, he could certainly be competitive. 12 each way for me, ahead of 16, 2 and 13. Race three's over the 1,800 metres. The benchmark, 78 Take out numbers 1, 2, 7, 9, 10, 13, 15, also 19 and 20. Jamie, how's the market shaping here? Well, we'll start with number three, fifth position at $14. Number four, Global Gift is firmed up from six to five fifty. Number five, Pounding is also at five fifty. Number six, Sir Lamarack is at eight fifty. Number eight, Yukon is at $12. Number 11 in Cerberus is at 21 Groovy kind of love. Number twelve is the favourite, and it's been bouncing around from four sixty into four forty, now into four dollars twenty. Number fourteen at the Awesome Sun at twenty six. Number sixteen million dollar bill forty one into thirty four. Number seventeen A Breed is at forty one dollars, and the number eighteen Aesop has also seen some support this morning at that four dollar eighty price. Really competitive race again. I thought the speed might come from Global Gift, who, who led last start over a, a longer trip and then slowed up mid-race. You could see Yukon being somewhere near the speed with number $16 million bill. So I think it'll be run at at least a reasonable tempo. And I'm with number four, Global Gift, on an each-way basis here. I, I think may have overdone the slow-up when that when had control of the race last start, 2,000 metres at Caulfield, and the race won by Unique Artist. Craig Williams getting aboard, I, I think, is a positive. Uh, won't lack anything in fitness coming back from 2,000 to 1,800 metres. So for me, for Global Gift, at a five-pounder, he's going to need some luck from the draw, but there looks reasonable speed in the race. I doubt they'll slow up significantly as they did in Global Gift's race last start. And Carleen Heffel knows the horse well. The firming tracks are positive for pounding, coming here as a last start winner. 12 groovy kind of love, scratched from a couple of assignments over the weekend, gets the blinkers on here. Just going to need some luck, probably a little bit back in the field from that inside draw. Ducking and weaving should be strong late. I'm including Aideen Aesop, who might be looking for further, but it was a terrific closing effort first up. And Jamie Carr aboards a a positive. She had that outstanding day at Mornington following the, the Group 1 win at Mooney Valley on Friday night. 4, 5, 12 and 18 for me in race 3. Dino, how are you seeing it? I like Aesop here, Warren. Uh, he may be looking for further, but he may have just come back really well. And uh, for that reason, I'm with him, number 18, and uh, keen on him uh, to beat Global Gift, uh, who did run well last start. Gets a senior rider in Craig Williams. Uh, five pounding, beat uh, Global Gift at the Valley. They sort of swap roles here. Pounding gets the claim this time, and Global Gift gets the senior rider. Don't think there's a lot between them. And uh, Groovy Kind of Love 
She's got a chance. She doesn't win out of turn. She'll get back from barrier one and need to duck and weave through traffic, but uh, she's there with a chance. Uh, 18, 4, 5 and 12. Thoughts here, Gator? Oh, I think there's a good roughie in it. Uh, his name's uh, Cerberus. He found the line well, fresh with his 61 on very wet ground. He was doing nice work late at the Valley against the pattern. In fact, only subsequent impressive winning unanimous had a quicker last 200 split than him. When he was third up last time and he won a listed Hill Smith's uh, stakes in Adelaide and beat a handy one that day in Jungle Magnate. So I think he got $21 that Jamie referenced. Um, his overs, another, you know, tough and competitive race. Pounding, great ride, but he won the same, uh, that same uh, race at Mooney Valley. He was only third up there uh, after claims. He actually meets many uh, better off at the weights for beating them, but swaps the inside draw for, for a wider gate. Global uh, gift, he was wide and very good in that same Mini Valley race behind Pounding and set a fierce speed last week. He held on really well, I thought. He's flying his horse and he draws a gate this time. Both Aesop can certainly win and Groovy kind of love. I think she's the best horse, but off-speed runners, inside draws, uh, hillside, I tend to work against them and it works well for me most times. Um, but she's probably the best horse. 11, 5, 4 and 18. They're David Gately's numbers in race three, 11, 5, 4 and 18. Dean Lester's with 18, 4, 5 and 12. My numbers are 4, 5, 12 and 18. Dean Lester, David Gately and Jamie Rogers myself working through the Group 1 Underwood Stakes meeting at Sandown. Group 1 racing at Sandown this afternoon. The Underwood Stakes, the feature, a great support card rate to race four on the card on a soft five rated track at this stage with the rail in the true position. It's for the three-year-old Colts and Geldings over 1,400 metres. Take out numbers one, three, five, eight, ten, and 14. What's the market look like here, Jamie? Well, Warren, there's not a huge amount to report on for this race. Number two, count the headlights at $16. Elliptical number four is the favourite at $2.30, but there hasn't been too much interest in that runner. Number six, Northern Beaches at $7.50. Number seven, Bank Moore at $5.50. Number nine, Angry Skies is at $6.50. Number 11, The Fortune Teller at six. Number 12, The Wizard King at 41. And number 13, Who Dares, is firmed in slightly from 19 into 17. Thoughts on how they might run this, Dino? Uh, Warren, um, interesting race. I thought the Wizard King had probably rolled forward in the lead. The fortune Teller has Blinkers first time and the other one down the bottom in Who's Dares has tactical speed. But uh, wouldn't be surprised if a horse like Elliptical raced handy from out wider. Uh, and I think that's probably how they'll settle down. How'd you line them up? I think this is a terrific race. Um, I don't think there's as much between them as the market would suggest. I've tipped elliptical, but I think he's short enough at around that $2.30 quote. His run was good uh, at Flemington in the worst ground, and that form is stacking up quite well. Obviously finished right beside Tijuana. So he's the starting point. The fortune teller, I don't think we saw the best of him second up. That debut win was outstanding. And the blinkers going on, Jamie Carr going on, and uh, the stable persisting in this sort of grade. I'm wary of him. Bank Moore in the same race was a fantastic return. Ridden off the speed, ridden a bit quieter than he'd been ridden previously. Uh, he's a very nice horse and uh, count the headlights resuming at 1,400, but he's had three jump outs. He's ticking over okay, but Angry Skies was a good maiden win. Northern Beaches is competitive. It's a really good race. 4, 11, 7 and 2. Gaddy, your thoughts here? Yeah, agree. I'm looking forward to the race. Elliptical, same horse on top. Good return at Flemington, rushing home. Closer to those inside lanes. Dino referenced the trifecta out wider there and likely in that better ground, certainly by race nine. 
Uh, Fido drops three kilos, drawn off the inside today. Angry Skies was a nice debut win over a heavily backed debutante. Valiancy, they gapped third, ran time, nine lengths above maiden average on heavy ground. I think that's a nice future, this horse. Sebenak wasn't bad in a rosebud, um, but that Sydney three-year-old form has been pretty hot down here and was further franked again Friday night. Uh, this guy went to Mini Valley badly strung up in the Shellerman race, and that form through fast witness clearly ties in through that elliptical race at Flemington. 59 kilos is the issue, um, but $17 early was big, and Bank Murr did charge uh, late uh, here behind a handy filly, race fastest last 200 and was only first up. The Clang Tri Scalp on debut is a good one as well. And, yeah, agree. The fortune teller will make a nice horse. Just very much a work in progress, I think. Four, nine, one, and seven. Four, nine, one, and seven. And seven act with that 59 kilos and the wide draws a scratching gator in your reference fortune <laughs> teller in your run-through. So uh, if I'm not being too preemptive, I might make your amended selections four, nine, seven, eleven. That's why we pay you the big buck, Ted. Four nine seven eleven for Gator, four eleven seven and two for Dino. I'm also with elliptical number four. I thought his run first up was terrific, but yeah, there could be some good form to come out of this race. Some lightly race horses we've got nowhere near a ceiling on yet. Four for me ahead of seven bank more. Love the way he closed off behind Walsh on by, who goes around a terrific chance the Jim Maloney later on. Four ahead of seven. Eleven the fortune teller through that same race. It was seen as a match race between Walsh on by and the fortune teller, and he certainly wasn't on his his best behaviour, the fortune teller. He's a talent. He gets the blinkers on. He can improve here with Jamie Carr aboard. And nine angry skies was a terrific maiden winner last start. Four, seven, eleven, and nine for me in race four. Race five over the 1,700 metres. The only scratchings, number four, Adelaide Ace, who went around in the Coleraine Cup Friday. What's the market telling us here, Jamie? Well, number one, Buckhurst is $16. Number two, Warning has drifted from 26 out to 31. Number three, Johnny Get Angry was 126, went out to as much as 151 and is now into 101 this morning. Number four in Shabao is $31. Number five, Glint of Hope at 550. Number six, Lua Me In at $41. Number seven, La Dragon Tea at 10. The favourite is Bermudez, number eight, who is a drifting favourite, 420 going out to four dollars forty number nine lightning jack at 61 number 10 romancer at 21 number 11 thought of that is 16 dollars number 12 regal lion is 34 number 13 royal mile has gone out to 11 number 15 prince of helena at 16 and number 16 lucky decision has seen some support five dollars into four dollars sixty how do you think they might set up here gator well i think thought of that's best chance of having success is to roll along in the lead. Um, he They took a seat, wasn't brilliantly away, was he first up? So uh, I think that's, um, yeah, as I say, his best chance. 1,700, he's probably got enough speed to lead him. He Prince of Helena, Royal Mile, Romance, are certainly on-speed runners and um, looks, uh, you know, a reasonable tempo. I mean, especially if, if that horse I mentioned does get rolling, as uh, he likes to do. Look, I'm on, a, I'm on a tick lucky decision here. Close up to military expert, we like that form. Second up, jump to 1800 here and beat to Aesop. We, we may well like that form by now. And he gave him five and a half kilos. He now plummets in the way, so I think he can measure up. I'm a big Glint of Hope fan. Nice return in a strong race with their 59. I thought they'd run at the Valley, but, uh, you know, getting the 1700 second up, she can certainly win if it's not a case of one more run. Bermudez caught wide fresh. That's a forgive run. It was his first ever fresh defeat. If you're a half length off, Gentleman Roy second up last prep, you can certainly win this. 
and they've thought of that. And large uh, dragon tear, um, both in the conversation, 16, 5, 8 and 11. 16, 5, 8, 11 from Gator. Your thoughts here, Dean? Yeah, I'm with the same uh, top selection in Lucky Decision. Uh, he uh, is coming through the grades well, and as an 82 rater here, he's a bit under the scale, but with the three kilo claim, that uh, really evens that out. So I think he's progressing well, and uh, I think he's got a great winning chance. The one I'm wary of is Buckhurst. They've had him in a couple of times. Uh, he's been entered, didn't accept for or scratched, and gets here. This is a very winnable race for a horse of his standard at his best, so I'm wary of him. Uh, eight, Bermudez. Would have liked him to have just jumped and travelled a bit better. I know he was wide first up, but that was because he just didn't want to sort of travel up. But uh, Damien Oliver does have the absolute key to this horse, and he's uh, back aboard. And five, Glint of Hope. She did more than enough first up. Uh, takes on the boys here. The extra distance should suit. 16, 1, 8 and 5. They're Dino's numbers, 16, 1, 8 and 5. 16, 5, 8 and 11 from David Gately. I'm also with Lucky Decision. He was 14 to 1,800 metres last start. He won well. He carried the weight. He does take on some better performed, higher rated horses here. But I think it's a, a really smart piece of placement, getting the claim for Tatum Bull and getting right down in the weight. So 16 each way for me. At a five, Glen of Hope, who did enough first up. She's a group one winner. She'd be cheated by the rising distance. She's not a big mare, and she's up there with the, the 57 kilos, but she's a talent. Eight, Bermudez, had excuses first up. Ollie back aboard, a positive. And 10, Romancer can run well here with the claim in this grade for Alana Kelly. 16, 5, 8 and 10 for me in race 5. Race 6 kicks off the quaddy at Sandown this afternoon. The Jim Maloney Stakes, what a great racing family the Maloney family is and, and have been. Scratchings in the Jim Maloney Stakes, 16, 18, 19 and 20. Jamie, where's the money going here? Well, Warren, it's actually with the second pick in this race, and that's number two, Russian Conquest, who was $5 and come into $4.60, and that is pretty much the only runner that is seeing support in this race. The favourite is Waltz on By, which is number four at $4.20. The other horse that's seeing some support is number three, Clarity, $12 into 10, and Portray, number five, at $7.50. Out enough the speeds that clearly defined here. You could see Foxy Gold in, in a forward position. Zoe's promise fitter might roll forward out wider. You could see Portray rolling forward. I don't know if the speed's that clearly defined, but a reasonable field size. I think they'll run along at at least a decent tempo. And Boyd, what Catherine Coleman said earlier on about how Walsh on buyers come through that last start win. She's really started to, to bloom, according to Catherine, and she's proved competitive at this level. She had no luck at all first up in the Cosette, and then she was able to win an easier race last start, getting a better of Fortune Teller and Bank Moore, who go round earlier on today to give us a handle on that form. Four for me, ahead of two, Russian Conquest, who did enough first up behind North Star Lass in the Furious Stakes at Group 2 level. The way that race shaped up probably ran as well as possible. And I think the stablemate uh, Revolutionary Miss is also in the mix. Four, two, one for me. And eight, Typhoon Titmus. She was most unlucky and then charged through the line when she got clear galloping room at Flemington down the straight behind Nanagai. I think that form lines up quite well. Very competitive race. My numbers are four, two, one and eight. Your thoughts on the Jim Maloney, Dino? Uh, Warren, I'm going with uh, Waltz on by. Uh, she beat the, the males last start and we're expecting... That form to be pretty good earlier in the day with Bankmoor running and uh, I thought she was good there and uh, after a luckless run first up and they really managed her well and just taken their time with her and 
I think she's well-placed again to win. I thought Desire off a maiden win. Uh, she ran well last preparation beyond Portray, who she meets again here, and then she won her maiden. I think she's the one that might measure up off a maiden grade. Anna Hita, uh, a filly that uh, we have a small involvement in, uh, she was sound winning her maiden. She was much better on the drier ground at her second run. Uh, that was behind whilst I'm buying. She drew very wide that day. I think from barrier seven, she can race closer. I'm surprised she's such big odds in comparison to Walsh on by and Portray, who I thought won uh, a couple last time in. First up run was sound and will be fitter. Uh, the other one I'll be including in the quality is Clarity, who I thought was really tough at Flemington in the worst ground. 4, 12, 14 and 5. Your thoughts here, Gator? With Walt Tumbai, lost all her momentum, didn't she, first up in the Cosette. She looked to be travelling really well at the time of that interference. Then went to 1,300 with weight against the boys. Beat a handy field. And what I liked was when she was put under pressure, she just rolled around a bit. You know, I think there's still very much um, upside to her. She's still learning her craft. 1,400 the ticky as well. Back to her own sex. Typhoon Tipmas didn't have much like herself in that Cosette. She may well have won the Captain Teebs with more luck and room. She still ran... Equal quickest last 200 in that race. The form has been mixed out of that blanket finish race, but it's good enough here, I think. Revolutionary miss, just a run, first up. But that Silver Shadow form is red hot. Went to the Valley with 58 and a half, ran, ran well out wide against the pattern of the other day. And she's pretty rich. I had uh, next best. Um, certainly Anahita, I hope. Good luck. Dino, 4, 8, 1 and 9. Yeah, best of luck, Dino, with Anna Heater recapping Gator's numbers in the first leg of the Quaddy Race 6, the Jim Maloney Stakes, 4, 8, 1 and 9. Dino's with 4, 12, 14 and 5. My numbers are 4, 2, 1 and 8. Race 6, time for a break. On the form panel, we'll be back with the remaining three races and the boys' best bets after this. Beautiful weather for Group 1 Underwood Stakes Day at Sandown today. Forecast to be 19 degrees, sunny skies, only light breezes and free admission. No excuse to get out and see, not see some outstanding horse flesh at Sandown today. The Group 1 feature is the Underwood Stakes over 1,800 metres at Wait for Age. It's at 4.25 this afternoon, a field of six with no scratchings. How's the market look in the Group 1, Jamie? Well, Warren, we've got a small but strong field and the money is completely split between Zaki and I'm Thunderstruck. So number one, Zaki is at $2.40 and number two, I'm Thunderstruck is at $2.80. We've seen a little bit of interest in Mr. Brightside, number four, at $5. But Warren, it is all about those top two in the market, Zaki and I'm Thunderstruck. A lot of talk going into the Group 1 Maccabi Diva. Dino was the tactics and, and how it would play out with the thought that Alligator Blood would lead and control the race, which he did under a perfect front-running ride from Timmy Clark. How do you see the Underwood shaping up? Yeah, oh, I think yeah, throwing Zaki into the mix uh, and Mr Brightside uh, makes it a little bit of a different dynamic. And uh, looking back to the, uh, the All-Star Mile, uh, Zaki lead coming across from the outside draw. And I'm Thunderstruck drew well that day. Now he's drawn the outside, so he probably goes back. And Mr. Brightside drew in but missed the start that day and ended up behind them. And I'm sure he'll be in front of I'm Thunderstruck this time and a lot closer to Zaki. So that'll be the tactics, whether Alligator Blood kicks up and leads. We've heard talk from the camp that he's not going to lead. Uh, I'm not so sure. So that, that will be the fascination, whether Alligator Blood kicks up and leads or uh, Zaki uh, takes him on. So, um, yeah, small field, but uh, plenty to play out. How have you settled your thoughts here? Well, I might have preempted it by how I just spoke about Mr Brightside. I think he's been sort of thought of as a winner of a big handicap with a light weight, 
but he's won weight for age races at his past two. Admittedly, this is stronger, but he ran in weight for age in the All-Star Mile, and he was the one that wasn't in his usual race spot and was out of position and ran very well. And I think he's a much more rounded horse now and a much better horse uh, going into it. So to me, he's a little bit of value, but uh, I've got great respect for him. Thunderstruck, I think uh, Hillside's going to suit him well. Zaki won this race last year. Had to plough through that really tough ground and win first up, but he's a seasoned campaigner. And Alligator Blood, I've got the doubt on him running the trip, but he's such a good horse in this grade. So terrific race, but uh, I'm probably going with the outsider of the, the main group, uh, with uh, the main three in Mr Brightside, 4-2-1-3. Uh, Gator, how are you seeing the group one? Yeah, look, I think it's, it's Zaki's mantle until they take it off him. That's the way I'm reading it. Uh, he was too much, had too much class first up with his big weight. He obviously won that all-star mile second up last prep, beating on Thunderstroke, beating Mr Brightside. And he was, he sat closer than them and was as strong as them the last 200. In fact, he had an identical last 200 splitters on Thunderstruck. It looked to the eye like he was charging out after him, but uh, he wasn't. You know, this horse was holding him. And he won second up prior to that, of course, in this race as well. So um, I think it's his, it's his mantle to lose. That's why I'm looking at it. Now, I'm Thunderstruck and Mr Brightside have more upside, I would have thought, from the, from, uh, the All-Star Mile. Um, I wouldn't think Zaki's getting any better, but the other two might be. And I'm Thunderstruck, a charge late in the Memsey, then a really uh, just an outstanding win in the Mackay. But the way he chased that uh, alligator blood down was that of a really good horse. He was clear second. Zaki and the Mile beat third easily. Um, and as he improves one and a half length, that's all he needs to, to win the race. Uh, Mr. Brightside, yeah, same boat, looks to have come back better. Had an easy run at the valley, but streeted them. Fabulous uh, closing fractions there. Uh, he went back, as Dino referenced, in the, uh, the All-Star Mile. So uh, I'm seeing it the same way in that I think the, the key to him uh, is uh, his ability to um, be um, more positive in the race, and instead of giving away that start, he's already there. So I can see, I can certainly see what, what Dino's thinking and what some punters are thinking around him. And Alligator Blood, it has to be the query at the end of 1800, and Malunga next, but, um, you know, they left him behind in the Maccabi Diva as well. So that's my pecking order, one, two, four, three. Gators with one, two, four, and three in the Underwood. Dean Lester's with four, two, one, and three. I'm very much in sync with Gator, but also not a lot would surprise me with the top three runners here. But I think Zaki just might get that lovely, smooth run with Alligator Blood. If they do decide to be a little bit conservative on Alligator Blood, then Jamie Carr will just get into a nice rhythm and, and quicken when she wants to. She won't be waiting for anything to happen or need anything to happen. The race can unfold the way that uh, Jamie Carr would like it to for Zaki. One ahead of two on Thunderstruck, who's probably going to be back in the field, but he's got a great finishing burst on him. No knock at him getting out to 1,800 metres here, and he's certainly a Group 1 weight-for-age horse. Mr Brightside might settle in that pair just behind the, the leading two, so that could give him a tactical advantage if he peels at the right time and, and uses his burst of acceleration. He's right in the mix, and Alligator Blood, the, the one that's going to ride the speed that you know, perhaps we're all overlooking and could be to our detriment at the 1,800 metres, but he will give a sight. One, two, four, and three for me in the Group 1. Sandown Stakes, race eight on the card. Another terrific race. This is a group three level over the 1,500 metres. Take out number 10 for home two. Where's the money going here, Jamie? 
Warren, this is the race that features the best backed runner of the entire program, and that's number six, Age of Chivalry. It was $17, then went out to 23 and has now come into $14 off the amount of support that is coming through. The favourites here, number nine is Military Expert, which has also seen some support, $3.80 into $3.70, as well as Pinstriped, number 11, at $4.20. But it is all about this Age of Chivalry at that $14 price. And at a longer option as well, number seven, High Stranger, is 71 into $4.00. $41. Gentlemen, Roy, military expert, lightsaber, Gator, there, there looks to be some reasonable speed here. How are you reading the tempo? Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, you know, Gentleman Roy um, likes to roll along at a solid clip. I mean, they won't go as hard as they did last time, but that won't be difficult, uh, given he was driven mad in the lead and uh, was a fearsome uh, speed. Military expert led at a solid clip at the valley and then kept rolling at a really good time. You know, you know, lightsabers up there. Age of Chivalry was tardy first up, and he's another on-speed runner. So, um, be a good test of endurance at the 1500, and uh, that should play into the hands of, of the best horse. As for a result, um, and who is the best horse on the day? Well, I don't know, but I'm hoping it's pinstriped. Um, look, he's got to come up a notch here. <clears throat> you know, the ratings uh, gurus have him uh, a bit off these, but I'm convinced he's a really good horse. A lovely return from him at Flemings and behind Scalopini. They ran good time, quickest last 200 of the day. He won that Hay Stakes second up last pep. And I just can't get that Australian Guineas run out of my mind, um, the way he steamed home under no riding. Uh, and then was competitive semi in the All-Star Mile. Uh, but I think he was ridden up too close that day anyway. Dragon Leap just missed a gun Kiwi in Imperatrice Fresh. Crossed the line with some really good horses in a Memsey. Uh, was giving him a live hope. Um, in, of course, a Rupert Clark last week, but they missed the run. Gentleman Roy was balloted from that race as well. He was enormous first up, as I referenced. They went about eight lengths above average, and he was had a, had a pest all the way. I still don't know how he ran second. Um, look, if he's not flat second up, which is a legitimate query for any athlete off a really high-octane sort of run, he can certainly win. Military expert, Age of Chivalry, definitely in the quaddy. Gee, great race. 11, 5, 12, and 9. 11, 5, 12 and 9 from Gator and it does look a terrific race, Dino. And just confirmation, Nashra Willer I think has an injured thumb and might even require surgery. He was originally listed as the rider for race 5, number 2, warning today. But those following the progress of warning, that ride will be taken by Mark Zara today. Just confirmation, the rider of race 5, number 2 at Sandown today is Mark Zara. Dino, your thoughts on the Sandown Stakes? Gators numbers in the Sandown Stakes are 11, 5, 12 and 9. We'll just get Dino's thoughts here. The Sandown Stakes, Dino. Yeah, I think when they uh, programmed this race, Warren, they didn't envisage uh, getting this good a, a feel. But with where it is now, it's 13 days before the Turak, so it does set up very well. I'm going with number 12, Gentleman Roy. Uh, I thought his performance uh, first up, as Gator said, was enormous. If he hadn't had the 29 days between runs, I'd be a little bit concerned how he'd... Uh, back up but uh i'm happy to think that he's had that time but between runs my little concern is barrier one by this stage of the day but uh i'm going with him he, he won on the same day as pinstripe on the csa stakes and figures wise i thought they recorded sort of similar sort of figures and then he came out uh and maintained his form right through and he's just a good reliable horse gentleman roy and i'm going to go with him to beat number five dragon leap who Ran so well at Wait for Age in the Memsey Stakes. He was chasing and from a fair way out, but he kept going to the line. I think the bigger track will be in his favour. 
and handicap conditions. Certainly Pinstripe can win. He ran well first up. The race shape gave him not much chance of winning uh, because the leader got away with such an easy time in front, uh, Scalapini. But uh, he ran well from the better draw here. I think he can race closer uh, and run well. And military experts there with a good chance. Uh, he's two from two this campaign and has to be regarded. But uh, I think they're the four main chances the market would suggest. But on with Gentleman Roy, 12, 5, 11 and 9. Ed Dino's numbers, 12, 5, 11, 9. David Gately with 11, 5, 12 and 9. On with 11, pinstriped. I uh, thought he did enough first up. The way the race shape was, he found the line well. This is a nice option for him with what looks like some reasonable speed up front. 11 ahead of 12. Gentleman Roy, who'll be part of that speed up front, coming through a terrific first up run. Some time to get over that. Five Dragon Leap was very good at a high level last start. One of the runners that missed a run in the Rupert Clark last week. This is a suitable uh, consolation option. And I put six Age of Chivalry in his neck best, who I thought was also very good through the line. First up, military expert will be going in the quaddy 11, 12, 5 and 6 for me. The last race on the card, we wrap up a terrific day with the Testarossa Stakes. And what a great addition of the Testarossa it is over the 1,300 metres at listed level. The only scratching number 12, it's Tornado Storm, went around at Mornington. Yesterday, what's the market telling us here, Jamie? Well, Warren, the market would suggest it's a race between two with Ayrton number one at $4 and I Wish I Win number four at $1.90. But the money would suggest it's a one horse race. I Wish I Win was really well backed on his Australian debut last start and it's the exact same story here. He's the only horse that is wanted in this race at that $1.90 price and then Gravina at number 10 at $10 has seen a little bit of a double but it's all about the favourite Warren. And I'm thinking that he'll be a little bit off speed. The speed in the race, open-minded in a race, you know what he'll do. He'll be riding along on the speed, as will, I think, Imperial Lad, perhaps even more than exceed, not that far away, and Ayrton could tuck in behind that speed. But with open-minded in the race and hitting this race third up, I think he'll try and expose any chink in the armour that there is of any of the other horses. Gee, it's a competitive race. I'm with four I wish I win, though. I think he's just something a little bit special, and I think he can win. Swooping late, which mightn't be a bad pattern by this stage of the day. Four for me, head of one, Ayrton, who looks the obvious danger. He looks to have trolled up well. He's a quality galloper. Six, open-minded, will give a sight on the speed. Damien Thornton knows the horse well, hitting this race third up. He'll give a terrific sight. And Five, regards, Marie, first up, I've got next best. I thought four was a, a bit of a standout in what's a great, edition of the Testarossa. 4-1, 6 and 5 for me in the last Dean. How are you seeing it? Uh, Warren, I'm going with uh, I Wish I Win also. Uh, he had a really good race scenario for him first up in a really high pressure race that we just ref- referenced with Gentleman Roy and he was in the sweet spot but he won with great authority and you'd think Hillside will suit him and improving track might be even a better thing for him. I think he, he's just got to get a little bit of luck early from the draw even if the fence is a bit off, the three-wide line is often a good place at Hillside. So I'm with him to beat Ayrton, who's so good fresh. It's a lovely race for him, and he's got a really good spot, you would think, uh, the way the race sets up to you know, give himself every possible chance. They're the two for me for the quaddy. Six open-minded, he's a beauty. He races up on the speed. He makes his own luck. He's found form straight away this campaign. And ten Gravina next best. Four from one, then six and ten. How you seen the last gator? Yeah, I think um, most of us are seeing it as that two-horse race. Uh, you know, can can I wish I win? Um, can, sorry, can Ayrton beat I wish I win, giving him weight? Well, let's find out. I mean, he's unbeaten fresh. Group 3 Vic Cup 
we know Fresh Life come in, it's trialling well, you know, the rain's missed. I wish I win was off the map at the Australian debut, um, raced away, embarrassing that I didn't uh, tip him given <laughs> what I saw, uh, but always learning. He's come back 100 metres, but um, it was really hard to beat, obviously. Uh, Gravina tried well before, making really good ground at the valley against the pattern of the day. And regards, Marie resumes, proven fresh, has that Buffalo River Lombardo form. You can certainly tie that in as well. But it looks one and or four from 10-5. Gators numbers in the last one, four, ten and five. Dean Lester with four, one, six and ten. I'm with four, one, six and five. That winds up a terrific program at Sandown. Jamie, what's been the, the best back runners? I, I think you've referenced that the, the best back runner might be Age of Chivalry. But across the card, what are horses of note that have been well supported today? Yeah, you're right there, Warren. Race 8, number 6, Age of Chivalry, is definitely the best-backed runner of the entire day at $14, but also that favourite that you have all tipped in the last number 4, I Wish I Win, at that $1.90 price. has also seen some support. And just to recap, the Group 1 in the Underwood Stakes, the money is evenly split between the two favourites in Zaki and I'm Thunderstruck. Do you have a fancy at Sandown today yourself, Jamie? Well, I'm actually on I'm Thunderstruck to take down Zaki in the Underwood. Well, good luck to you. There'll be plenty with you and that favouritism could well change between now and and race time at 4.25 this afternoon. So looking forward to the day's racing, particularly the Underwood Stakes. Thanks for all your help this morning, Jamie. Thanks so much. I'll speak to you guys next week. 5 to 10 on RSN 927. Michael Felgate, Matty Stewart and Dan Malecki will be on course at Sandown to take us through to what's a big race day at Sandown at 10 o'clock with race day mornings. Right now, we'll take our last break, get the boys to wrap up with the best bets and quaddy thoughts. Opinion and Selections on RSN 927's Racing Panel. Time to get the boys' thoughts on best bets. Maybe a way to, to play the day if something uh, appeals to them specifically and thoughts on the quaddy. And we'll start with you, Dean Lester, on Group 1 Under 1 Stakes Day at Sandown. How are you playing today? Uh, Warren, I'm going with uh, the best bet uh Back earlier in the program, I like Aesop. I think he's uh, going really well. Race three, number 18, is the best. Uh, and he's, he's probably a little bit of value as well. Uh, with regard to the quaddy, uh, the first leg, uh, four, 12, 14, 5, and I'm including three, Clarity. Second leg, uh, I'm just putting in numbers four, two, and one. Third leg, uh, 12, 5, 11, and nine. And coming home on just numbers four and one. And good luck with uh, with Anahita later on today, Dino. Uh, something to cheer for in the roll of dice colours at, at stakes level there. Yeah, I think she ran a great race. I, I was really taken with her ridden that little bit quieter last start. So uh, hoping that, uh, yeah, we can get amongst the, the stakes action today. So good luck to all the team involved. Thanks for your help on the backup, Dino. Good luck today. Yep, no worries, Warren. Thank you. Gator, how are you playing today? Look, I struggled to find the best. We're going to go race for number four, elliptical for, the, for that uh, mantle, if you like. Our best value play, race three, number 11, Cerberus, at around 20 to 1. I think can run a, run a really good race at, at the nice price. Uh, Quaddy-wise, I'm going to take uh, numbers four, eight, one and nine in the first league. The Underwood, just one, two and four. The Sandown Stakes, 11, 5, 12, 9 and 6. And coming home, 1, 4 and 10. Great work, Gator. Look forward to having you as part of the panel next Saturday morning on the six-day back up there, Turnbull Stakes Day at Flemington and some terrific racing in Sydney as well. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, mate.
Yeah, David Gately's thoughts. I'm going with race nine, horse four. I wish I win. No, he's short, marginal odds on, but uh, he could be a star on the rise, and we're still catching him on the way through. So best for the day, race nine, number four, I wish I win. Quaddy first leg, four, two, one, eight, and 12. Second leg numbers, one, two, and four. Third leg, I'm taking numbers 11, 12, 5, 6, and 9, and just numbers 4 and 1 in the last leg. Terrific days racing ahead of us at Sandown. Big build-up to the meeting coming for Underwood Stakes Day with Michael Felgate, Matty Stewart, and Dan Malecki after this sports update with Andrew Hughes.